He said, listen, I am not. You haven't made yourself my dwelling place. You ask me for visitations to do things, but you not welcome me to live in you forever. He said, if I begin to live in you, all right, if I begin to live, then water starts coming out. And anything that you touch is going to prosper. And that you will start a business because I live on the inside. Listen, when the Red Sea, that's what Jesus, that, I mean, that's why Jesus was so powerful. He was carrying God's presence. So when the demons saw him, they saw God. When they approached the Red Sea, they said, why, why, he said, Jordan, why skip it, Jordan? Why did you move back? He said, at thy presence. Which means, as they were coming, God's presence was there. They saw God and moved back. So he's saying here, I'll get to this, people are praying for visitations. God come and rectify something in my life. But they want to keep up with their lifestyle. Do you understand what I'm saying? And make no adjustment. So it's almost like something is wrong in your house. It's like this keyboard, let's say, we need to do some keyboard. And then the person who can repair it says, I have to come inside. You say you can't come in. He says, then how am I going to repair the wires? Until I'm welcomed in here. And I permanently. So it says that's why. Uh, you are trying to get things done around the outside, which means you need to carry. So you are the carrier of my presence. In other words, when we talk about Jacob, and these people didn't have God inhabiting inside them this way, but let's not say they were a type and shadow. When Jacob entered into a place, it was like the ark of God entered. He said, we have learned that since you're coming, you are the carrier of it. Jacob leaves the place, the business goes down. Joseph entered into Potiphar's house, and, God, and Potiphar said, I have watched you. In other words, it's not that I'm getting a good salary from the company, it's that they leave you in the company, and after some time, you are the company. You say you are exiting, they say all of the ideas that we have. How shall I get there? Everything that we have, once this person steps out, is gone. In other words, this person cannot fail. Because, all right, that's why I said, I mean, then they took Joseph. It was a law. Joseph was carried. It wasn't about the environment. It was who Joseph was. They took him to, to, to the prison and the same thing happened. The very same thing happened. And then I took him straight and he became, he had to become that. Now, so the Christianity that we understand is the Christianity where, you know, I mean, he's washed with inferiority complex. In other words, when Jesus said, out of your belly, this is what he was talking about will flow rivers of living water. Everybody's looking on the outside. And, and the reason is, this hasn't been explained. And people don't understand this. So, the marriage has a problem. You are pointing, listen, I'm not sure that. You are pointing on the outside. Thinking it's on the outside. And not understanding that, God he wants to, and we see this, 
He says, I want to enter into this thing. Now, now, the way we know you have not taken responsibility for your life is if you are blaming things on the outside. Listen to me. If you are blaming anything on the outside, you haven't taken responsibility for your life. Now, if they change the outside for you, you become a slave of that external thing. So what is he saying here about the house? It says, but Christ, verse 6, as a son over his own house, whose house are we? If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. So we'll start there. If you hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of hope Firm unto the end, all right? So God is saying, you are going to go into some, this is where, this is where, that's why he says David in all his affliction. This is where we're going to know whether really you, are, you have decided that you are going to be a host of God's presence on this earth. He said, let's go through things together. He said, let's go through things. That's what happened to Peter, uh, Paul. When the things began to happen, he said, now, now, Paul said, because once he hosted God's presence, he knew what the problem was. He said, because of the abundance of revelation that is given unto me, he said, lest I be exalted above measure. In other words, pride had started coming into his heart. The problem was the pride inside his heart that needed to be corrected. But what he was saying was, let this thing depart from me. It's, it's just demonic. All right, let it go. And God said, look, look, hold it here. He said, he said you, have to, you have to look at, 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 at challenges and all of this and embrace them from a different mindset here. In other words, if I have a terrible boss in the office, it's because God wants to purge me of something inside my own heart. So that when I get to where he's taking me to, I will know how to behave. Because you don't know the trigger that is inside your consciousness that is causing trouble. I found it. You, you, really, you don't know what it is. So God says, look, he says, we're going to go through things here. And as we go through things here, you go through something, you open up for me to come right in and to dwell right inside that place. So he talks about, all right, the rejoicing of hope. And then he says, after that, after that, and that's what the book of Hebrews is about. He says, after that, it's not that you are trying to get a blessing. It's that you are the embodiment of the blessing. It's that anything that you touch, now, why will anything you touch prosper? Because when you are carrying God's presence, ideas just start coming. All right? You look at things, and because God is on the inside of you, you start seeing. When I say inside out, he has, not that he's not in you, but I'm saying he has permeated your soul. From your mind there, you just start seeing way, the ways out. I'm going to start looking at you and say, well, look, what's going on here? And, and you say, the secret words, all right, I decided there to cooperate with the building of God's house. And the people will say, show me this. 
What's this about? He said, the least among you, except we just feel that, you know, God is just, God is just, is just trying to tickle our fancy. And the least among you be a thousand, and the greatest one among you be a nation. In other words, the smallest person should be the size of a thousand normal people. And the greatest one among you should stand as a nation. Except we're just saying that, uh, they're just saying, God is just saying those things just to keep us, you know, what, what Peter called cunningly devised fables. All right? Just cunningly devised fables to do that. Uh, that's why he said, if any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth is out of his own belly. The solution is going to come out. He says, they will say, lo, here, lo, there. He says, listen, the kingdom of God is on the inside of you. So how do we get to this place here? All right? Very simple steps. But to host someone permanently, all right, is therefore thinking beyond the visitation. And that's what you've got to understand. In other words, you're not thinking about, all right, if some people say that they are coming to your house, okay, you know, and they're coming to your house to stay for two weeks. So it's all right, no problem. We will make adjustments for two weeks, which means what you are saying is we'll inconvenience ourselves for you for two weeks. Now, the truth is, after the two weeks, if that person keeps staying there, what you will say is, I want to return back to life. Are you following what I'm saying now? I want to go back to my life. Now, when people have problems, they fast, they pray. Once the solution comes, they go back. Which means they are not accommodating God in their lives. Do you get what I'm saying? It's about God visit me, do this in three weeks, Baba, you can go. Next time there's a problem, I'll call you again. And the problem is you. Which means that it is self-defeating things on the inside that is causing the trigger. And bringing about those things. Ah, somebody comes and says, well, inside our house, you know, and the, that's why, you know, people, I, I don't like, you know, I, that's why I don't like or counseling. Once you do, I'm, because they will settle the matter on your head. They don't come and say, oh, this person is not there, not there. Say, okay, whatever. Yeah, I don't understand. All I said was, all I said was, could you please pass that plate? You know that, you can say it in many ways. You can say it in an insulting way. You can say it in a derogatory way. All right? And so, I mean, it's just not possible. I don't care how much you fast for success. If you are a person who disrespects workers around you, you are a disrespectful human being. In other words, you, you, you treat people that are lower than you, that you perceive to be lower than you, with disdain, that company will fold up. Listen, if you are like that, people will shut doors on you. And you can be fasting and pray and be confessing and do all that, but what God is saying is, I want to change the way you are. Because if a man's ways please the Lord, even his enemies will be at peace with him. So the, the concept of a Christianity is we are trying to get God to do something and not that we become somebody else. 
I ask you, if you start a company and somebody is always on time, and when there's any situation, the person always goes back, studies about the difficulty, solves the problem, comes back, all right, regardless of what happens inside that office, they take light, people are grumbling, I don't know where I'm working and all, but this person still has a joyful spirit doing things in the midst of it. When it's time for you to promote anybody, who will you promote? And then somebody now is fasting and praying, who is nasty? Who complains? Who hasn't solved any problem? Then goes for revival meeting. Touch my boss. Touch my, it's witchcraft. So God says, let us solve this problem permanently. My house has got, you have to partake of my divine nature. In other words, what God is saying in the New Testament was, they were building houses on the outside for me. This New Testament, I want to live inside you. Your body is my temple. I want to dwell. That is what? Nobody under the old covenant. They were anointed, but God's presence was outside. He anointed them king, he anointed them prophet, but the temple of God was always outside. The presence of God was always outside. All right? In fact, the men that carried presence like that was before the law came when they started building. So people like Jacob, people like, like Joseph, they were the ones that were personifying this thing. So everything was on the other. So God says, you are my house. Now, so how am I going to build this house? Now, so to host someone permanently is thinking beyond a visitation from God about a situation. If someone moves into your house to stay permanently, the routine of your household changes forever. Adjustments are made on a permanent basis. In other words, life as you know it changes. As Paul said, I have been crucified, nevertheless I live. Yet it is not I, but Christ that lives on the inside of me. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. And therefore God is now the one who is living his life. It calls for permanent changes. But with those adjustments, where the place now becomes comfortable for God and he is dwelling there. God says, I am going to demonstrate my glory and power through this particular individual in an unprecedented way. So God wants to, to reveal. So there are things we have discovered during this season that, that we didn't know that ministry could be done like this. They know that ministry. Yesterday, I preached to a congregation in Canada from my living room. At the time where I was making confession. So how do you do it? Tech. Tech. I was doing a minister's conference at the time where the... I mean, you didn't hear me making the confession. Tech. (laughs) 
if I bring to you testimonies, because some of them are long, testimonies of people that said, we, we went down, we killed sick. In fact, someone that I had not seen in, I was never, I've not seen her. She was not, I said, you were the first person I knew that went to Canada. I was asking her at 3 a.m. because she sent said, I just watched your this and was so blessed by it. I said, you know, you're the first person that went to Canada. And you went to Canada 23 years ago. What even made you, let me ask you, it was at 3 a.m. What made you go to this Canada? I said, because nobody was going to Canada. You just carried your load and said, said I was doing that. I said, you remember? I said, yes. I said, you are the first person I knew. And she told me, she said, she, I mean, this one I've not seen, but the power of tech. She said, I did the 21 days fasting with you people. She said, I was doing the confession. My friends, I was telling them about you. She said, you have a strong followership in our circle. All these things began. Are you following what I'm saying? In other words, God has taken in ministry beyond this. I can't go more, more than this, but let me, let me just say this. Uh, Hebrews 3 here, from 1. I've got to stop next to this. So it says, let's start from verse 1 here. It says this. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle high priest of your profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him. Now let's go to verse 4. All right? Then it says every house is built, verse 5. And then it says, faithful as testimony, verse 6. If we hold fast the rejoicing of the hope, steadfast to the end. So the first thing, I got just two things here. First thing about, about, about God coming to dwell inside, in your soul here, and you making it out is, your dream for your life must coincide with God's dream for you. And God's dream for you ain't any small dream. Thinking small is actually, a, it's a sin. All right? Uh, say, well, we just started our business with just, just us in our local government. It's a sin. <laughs> I've seen it in the Bible. What was the first command thing that God told man? Be fruitful. What did he say? Multiply. What did he say? Have dominion. Replenish the earth. You say, no, no, no. That's, you don't want God in your heart. You are afraid of a big dream. He said, lengthen the court. You know, he said, he says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So what God is thinking about you, the distance between heaven and earth is the distance between your dream and his dream. Man, I, Abraham said, give me a child. God said, leave that. A father of many nations have I made thee. He expanded it. And the size of your dream will determine the effect. Listen, I've seen this. When a person carries, has, they've carried, they have massive dreams on the inside. When they do the same things, listen, it's spiritual. When do you hold a conversation, even with a bank, because that dream is on the inside. And I'm not talking about daydreaming now. I'm not talking about just imagination. I'm saying a vision is planted on the inside. Show me where God did something and you're you just discussing in a room. Massive things. So the first thing he wants to come and do is, he says, I want to tear that small dream you have. He says, I want to plant inside you something that is global. I want to, I want to expand. This God coming on the inside of you, I want to plant the seed of what I want to do in your family and the seed of what I want to do through the work of your hands. So yes, you are doing the work of your hands. You are doing all of that. That's why he went on and said, he said, he said, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. 
Let him come back to God and he will pardon him. In other words, God needs to forgive you for your small thinking. You need forgiveness. It's not that you are doing something sinful, but your dream is too small. He says, I want to plan. You know, I told, when I shared this, somebody in church, a minister, she was telling me that she was with a friend and that they wrote their goals down. And one of the goals was said, what she said is true. She said, was to get an office in Ikoyi or Victoria Island. Now, when they wrote it, it was out of their, <laughs> you know when you write something, say this here, you write it, you know that you see it afar off. Said, so they decided just to drive around Victoria Island to see offices that will fit. And do you know they saw one and said, this is appropriate. So they saw the number, and before they said, okay, let's call the person and just find out. You know, you, they just say, let us just come here. They called the person. They were already heading towards, like, they turned back around 1004. By the time they got there, one thing led to another. The person did this and all of that. They got the office fixed. Twelve months goal has already happened. Say, so you know what? Because that dream was big. So when people, that's why you see people saying, we want to do this. Ha! Ha! Meanwhile, these are people that are praying and fasting. So why are you praying and fasting? They say, we want to do it. Ha! How much? 15 billion. Ha! Ha! 15 billion. And they say, they say El Shaddai. That's you honor me with your lips, but your hearts. Do you get what I'm saying here? That's why once I asked God, and I'll close with this, I said, why is it that Mary came, the angel came to Mary and said, fear not. And said, you're going to conceive essentially the same thing. Came to Zechariah and said, fear not. Said essentially the same thing to Zechariah. And Mary did exactly what Zechariah did. Mary said, how can these things be, seeing I know no man? And Zechariah too said, how can these things be, seeing I'm well stricken in years? And you judge Zechariah and said, you will not speak again. You'll be dumb, but you are. And Mary, you started teaching her. And said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon the power of God shall overshadow you. I said, I said, there's something wrong here. This looks like partiality. The same angel, their response was fear, fear not. You said the same thing. They both said excuses. The Holy Ghost said, read the scripture very well. Every scripture inside it, you'll find the solution. As I looked well, when the angel came, thou art highly favored. When the angel came to Zechariah, he said, your prayers have been answered. If you knew you were well stricken in years, why were you praying? That's what I'm saying. That people can be praying things they can't take. I want to prosper, God. I want to prosper. The angel of God comes and says, by the end of this year, 200 million. <laughs> You're on your way out. I'll start with this next week. You, that's, listen to me too. For God to dwell inside. God can't. Look, 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 look. Don't you know that there are people that, if you come and meet them now, I, like someone went to me, so when I went to meet a, a big man in this country, he said, I have this business, it's 100 million. He said, I don't do 100 million now business. I don't do it. It's too small. I don't do it. He said, can you not do 100 million? He said, the amount of time and concentration it do takes to make 5 billion, I've seen is the same to make 100 million. Why am I doing 100 million? Be going. If you want to do it, go and do it. Now you're coming to meet God. 100 million. You said God, 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 to, God, God said, oh boy, when he said that you will conquer nations, are you following what I'm saying? 
We are joking now. When he said you will learn to nations, you don't believe. I'll learn to my friend and follow him after the month. Then God, that one. Which nation are we saying? For you to receive God, it tears everything apart. The small one will be as a thousand. And you'll be rejoicing in that hope of what he showed you. Firm unto the end. That's why when people tell me, uh, uh, God called me to have a small show, I don't believe it. I don't, it's your problem. I don't believe it. I do not believe it. So just a few of us, it is a lie. Don't come and go and tell me any nonsense. There are just a few of us inside the building. Please shut up. If more people come, you will be happy. <laughs> All this one you are saying, you'll be happy. You say, listen to me, people are just coming. People, why, why do we know this? Why? And that's why because of the way you've been wired. Why do we know this? Because, you, because Jesus is representation of God. I say multitude. The multitude. Someone said, no. When you have multitude, then it's the mixed multitude. Small people is mixed. Twelve disciples didn't want to kill Jesus. So even if you have twelve disciples. You know, people can intimidate you. You always know it's a Pharisee spirit that comes. When I was in school, you know, I mean, I don't think conventional. They can't say, listen, I, so the person was talking to me, you know, you have to do this, you have, you have to do this, you have to, in fact, friend said, you know, they wanted to do something, of course, they wanted to use the fellowship to do their own agenda. All right, someone came from outside. He said, <laughs> then the person told me, he said, you know, I, I thought you were a man of the spirit. If you were a man of the spirit, you would have known exactly what, I said, do you believe Jesus is a man of the spirit? He said, yes. I said, when Jesus was going to raise Lazarus, why did he say, where have you laid him? <laughs> Jesus said, where have you laid him? He said, we have a John the Baptist spirit. I, that's why we are few. I said, what did John the Baptist? People were coming from everywhere. You have just said it. He was preaching repentance, but multitudes were coming. Are you following me? Let me tell you. So that hope has to change. The thoughts about your life must change. You understand what I'm saying? It says for your family, your children must go to these schools. How much are these schools? $75,000 per annum. Eh? Did you say $75,000 naira or dollars? Dollars! Eh? God, I have, I have four. Yes! Plus this and plus that will cost you a million dollars. He says, take it in. Then we can have a conversation. Because in church, you are saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means the thing Christ strengthens is the one that carries this to That's what you do. That's why it's sinful. Do you understand? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word and by the power of your spirit, I ask that you establish us within this truth, expand it within our consciousness in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for watching today's program. To listen to the full message or any other messages, please visit www.elibrary.insightsforliving.org And to find out more about the Covenant Nation, visit www.insightsforliving.org or download the C3 Live app on Android or iOS. God bless you.